to all of you who have listened, shared and connected with me, thank you. I started Empower with Mahi because my deepest passion is for women to feel empowered. My new business, Organize Her, is no different. The tools we create are designed to give the busy woman back her peace of mind by helping her keep her shit together and get stuff done. Our vision is for women everywhere to feel in control of their lives, confident within themselves, and have enough time for everything that matters to them. And I am so excited to announce that Organize Her has officially launched and our productivity planner is available now at our website in addition to our digital moneymaker budget tracker. Those of you who have followed along throughout 2023 know how much time and thought has gone into these productivity planners and I know I am totally biased because this is my baby but I am completely obsessed with the planner and I know you will be too. Our website link is in the description organizeher.co and from the bottom of my heart thank you for inspiring me to fulfill my purpose for your ongoing support and for being a part of this journey with me. and welcome to Empower, the podcast that has one sole purpose, which is to inspire you to live your best life as your best self. My name is Mahi Sorensen. I'm a lawyer, girl power advocate, grown independent woman, of course. I'm obsessed with self-love and personal development. So now I'm also the host of this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I will do my best to make sure that you can take something meaningful from this podcast and apply it to your everyday life. But for now, I am about to become your personal hype woman because it is my purpose to empower and I hope to do the same for you. Kia I know I always say this, but today will be a little bit different. I've had a few people reach out to me on my social media on Instagram asking about law school and university and studying and studying specifically at law school, how that was for me or what my experience was because they're considering it for themselves. I knew it would be a good opportunity to do an episode, but obviously doing an episode on law school is very specific and won't apply to a lot of people. So I have thought a bit harder about how I can make this a bit more applicable to everyone not just those who are specifically going to university or studying law, because I want it to make sense. But I also acknowledge that people are curious about university, those who are thinking about studying, those who are studying, or those who perhaps never have and maybe never will study at university. And I also acknowledge that people are curious about my journey. And even though for me, I'm like personally I'm like oh who cares like I don't care that was my life a few years ago it's not really relevant to me anymore but I totally acknowledge that for those of you who are in that space in your life or when you're in a space in life where you're considering going back and studying perhaps after some time working this is super relevant to you it's all that you're focused on at the moment so I'm going to get over myself um and accept that what I have to share, no matter what it is, is helpful to some people, and that's really all that matters to me. So let's get started. I wondered why it was that strangers, like people that I haven't met before, are reaching out to me to ask me about law school, because they're trying to gauge whether or not they should go, and they feel as though I'm someone that they can approach. And 
don't get me wrong, I'm so glad that they have because I am someone that they can approach. And if this is something that you're considering, you're not sure about it, then by all means, my DMs are open. And if you have any questions or if there's anything that you're not sure about, you're too scared to ask someone because you don't want to sound stupid. No question is too stupid. I am open and willing to help where I can and support where I can. But I think it might have something to do with the gatekeeping that goes on with these prestigious, and I'm putting speech marks around this, prestigious careers. And just for reference, when I say gatekeeping, I mean people who have access to knowledge or resources or assistance that pick and choose who they give it to and how much of that information that they hold that they're willing to share, depending on who they're sharing it with. So basically gatekeeping is ugly and you see it when there's someone or groups of people that want to protect whatever it is that other people are interested in. So when I say that I think perhaps people are reaching out to me as someone that they don't know because of this culture of gatekeeping, it's because I know for a fact that when there are people who are interested in studying law or interested in studying anything that is prestigious or that is traditionally a space that isn't for them, those to whom that space benefits more often than not will gatekeep to keep those people out so that they continue benefiting from whatever it is. It's kind of deep, it's kind of philosophical, but that's what I mean when I say gatekeeping. And I know for a fact that it is rife in law school and at universities in general. And I also just hate it because to me, it's the opposite of empowering people by withholding information that will help them improve their situation or end up in a better position. So I am the gatekeeping police, if you will. I hate it. There is no space for it in my life. So that's what I mean when I say that you are welcome to come to me and I will give you the truth and nothing but the truth about things that I have experienced if it's going to be helpful to you. I can tell from the conversations that I've had with people these days and the way that I felt even before I started studying that when you look towards people in these fields, when I'm talking about law or medicine or in corporate or a job that's perceived by society to be traditionally prestigious, and I'm speaking really generally here, that there is this aura or a belief that these seemingly successful, intelligent people are a step above the rest. It's definitely a socially ingrained belief, particularly when once fully trained, those employed in these kinds of roles have skills that the everyday person doesn't. Not everyone can walk into an operating theatre and complete an open heart surgery. In fact, most of us can't and will never be able to. Likewise, a lot of people would not be able to walk into a courtroom and litigate on complex points of law or even understand how to read and interpret sections of legislation or contract terms. So I get it. There are many skills tied to these traditionally prestigious job titles and they are a necessity in society today. But this is obviously the case for every job, right? Like, I don't know how to build a house. And again, I never will know how to build a house. But I think with law or medicine or even science like psychology or engineering. Oh my God, engineering, what the hell? Um, I don't get it. And my brother is an electrical engineer, so I'm allowed to say that. I've just accepted it. It's just not something I'll ever understand. And I have a lot of respect for engineers. (laughs) The issue with these traditionally prestigious career paths is this perceived intellect. 
And it's a misconception, but basically people just don't think they're smart enough to do it. And it's wrong because I did my law degree in three and a half years and that didn't happen because I had some superhuman intellect. It happened because I was focused and determined. And I think with focus and determination, you can do whatever you want. I was advised that I was certainly going to fail at least one paper, maybe more, just because I'm Maori and that's what the statistics had predicted for me. And fortunately for me, I was too focused and determined to prove that person wrong and also to just not let that happen. So it didn't. And I did well, but that was not because I'm smart. It was because I knew what I wanted to achieve and I did what I needed to do to achieve it. So if you're contemplating whether you should do something, but you're worried that you're not smart enough, this is your sign to do it. It's not about whether you're smart enough. It's about how much you're willing to put in. So let me come back to gatekeeping. Something I experienced even in my first year at university was a guy who was like, into his seventh year of study and he was arrogant right like I can smell arrogance from a mile away especially when it's corporate men that I'm dealing with and it's probably the character trait that I hate the most in a person arrogance just kills me anyways this guy is carrying on about how he spent heaps of time at law school he's got his other degree and it was like giving us a story trying to be relatable trying to keep us interested in law school but not giving us valuable information or experience at all He's like, yeah, I failed first and second year and don't think you're going to get through this degree without failing something as well, but eventually you'll get to where I'm at and now I'm doing all of these really interesting things, but you guys won't understand that until you get to my level, but you'll figure it out. And I remember like, and of course I said something like, but I don't want to fail. And why would a degree be so hard that we're all destined to fail something just because we chose to do the degree? And he responded with something super condescending like oh you're such a first year this degree is so much harder than you think it is and not everyone will make it and I was like what the hell is going on why is this man talking to me like this it's not the Hunger Games this is the University of Auckland bro get a grip but that conversation honestly the audacity though I yeah anyway That conversation and him giving me a stupid waste of time talk made me realize that if I did get through this degree, and I was sure that I would, and if I did come out as a lawyer, I wanted to go out of my way to not fit the stereotype of an egotistical asshole that wants to act like a law degree and being a lawyer is only reserved for a specific kind of person. And if you're one of the lucky ones or the gifted ones that get through it, then by default you are more important than anything or anyone else. And that is just like the most embarrassing thing in the whole universe that there are people walking on this planet that feel that way about themselves. So let me be straight up. Studying a law degree and going to law school is challenging, but the most challenging parts, and this is just for me, were time management, so managing my assignments and due dates to make sure that I had enough time to put the right amount of energy into each of them and get them in on time, filtering, so figuring out what information I needed to retain, what theoretical concepts were important to understand and understand well, versus the information that was being fed to improve our understanding of concepts rather than anything that actually needed to be memorized and referred to again. Figuring out my study style, so I really only figured this out in like the last two months of my degree which wasn't overly helpful but it does take a while to figure out how it works for you for me I would go to my lectures I'd get the powerpoints up on my laptop while they're also up on the screen and the lecturer is talking and I would type every single word that the lecturer said and then when it was time to study ahead of my assignments or 
exams, I would go through my notes, put them in a separate Word document, retype them, make them look pretty, but really summarize a lot of the concepts and important case law to make sure that I really understood it. That was usually enough for me and I was just able to retain information that way. But other people like to use cue cards, other people are reading heaps of cases, that just was not for me. I like to minimize my reading and minimize labor, unnecessary labor at all costs. But everyone is different, that's something that you need to figure out for yourself. And that's why it was challenging. Like The challenging parts about law school would have been challenging about any degree, and that's sort of what I'm trying to get across here. Something I also really focused on was strategic studying. So ahead of exams, I was trying to be as smart as possible about what to study and what not to bother with because you sit through hours and hours of lectures and you only have three hours to do a written exam at most. And every time you're doing more than one question, right? Usually there's three questions for an hour each. So if you only have about an hour to answer a question on maybe 12 weeks worth of learning, you've got to be realistic about how much information you're actually capable of writing down on your piece of paper. And that's when it starts becoming a bit of a strategy in terms of your studying technique about what it is that you study and you make sure that you've got all of the really important significant stuff, but everything else around the edge, that is like the extra for experts. If you don't have space in your brain for it, leave it out. And if you do, then look at it. Sometimes it's good to look at it because you never know when you're going to need extra things and they get you the extra points that you need. But yeah, it's prioritizing what you study because there's no point in memorizing some random miscellaneous case when you don't actually understand the basic concept of what you're meant to be answering on in the first place. Memorizing, and it doesn't matter what you study, whether you're at high school or at uni, if you're doing three hour closed book exams at the end of your term or your semester, sometimes it just comes down to your ability to memorize information, which I don't think is fair, but it's the system that we have and it's the way that we're assessed in some cases. And I tried not to waste too much time thinking about how unfair it was, although I definitely did waste time doing that. But yeah, I think especially with law, because it's so theoretical and not necessarily the most practical degree in terms of assessments and assignments, it meant that there was just a shitload of information that really did need to be memorized sometimes, and that was difficult. And then like post-law school, something that was probably more annoying than challenging, but I realized once I got out and I was practicing how different practice as a lawyer is from actually being at law school like in law school all of the cases that we used to deal with were like high court court of appeals supreme court cases and most of the time if a lawyer even works in court which is another thing it's in the district court or it's in one of the specialist courts like the family court or employment court or you know those kind of courts and then yeah when you realize most lawyers and I'm saying most I don't actually know I don't have any stats but just based on my limited knowledge of the industry, a lot of lawyers don't actually appear in court. I would say most. And it's so random because there's such an emphasis on case law at uni. And I know why, because case law sets precedents and cases, these, you know, really important cases that have an impact on the justice system in New Zealand, they're really important. But I've used case law... I could count on one hand the amount of times that I've used case law in like the three years that I've been a lawyer. And it's all been when I've been a litigation lawyer. So when I've made submissions for court, but for a lot of lawyers, it's just not a part of their job. And no one really told us that in law school. For law school though, the actual content was relatively easy for me to get my head around. The first year was pretty important. So I think that 
at every uni you have to do a course in your first year on statutory interpretation and that was the most valuable course I did at university. Those skills which I use in my job today are relevant I think to anyone who does any work for any organisation which is governed by legislation and that is most if not all of us. Getting your head around the legal jargon as well is a bit of a mere. It does take a little bit of getting used to and some say it's like learning a new language but you do get there eventually. If you're determined to do it, you'll do it. What's even more interesting and I need to be careful about what I say here but lawyers and judges, they're people too. Like there might be this socially constructed aura of prestige or you might look at someone and think wow they must be super successful because they're wearing a suit but lawyers are people bro like if you come across one that has this aura about them it makes it feel like they're not approachable or they're too busy to give you any time or they're more important than you that's just who they are as people and it's not because they're a lawyer they might just hide behind the facade of that being their career but people that do that just behave this way and treat people this way. That's just the way that they are. If someone's an asshole, someone's an asshole. It's got nothing to do with their job. It's really funny because when I first started practicing, I remember I went to like my favorite hot chocolate place. It's in Rickon and Mall in Christchurch, if you know about it. And actually, I was going there well before that, right? When I was in high school and then when I was at uni, when I came back from Auckland, I was going there, but I was dressed up in my favorite university attire, which was comfy socks, slides, bum pants, hoodies, like that was what I wore to be comfy. I know there were some people who showed up to lectures looking beautiful and I have so much respect for them because I just was not that bitch. And so when I went back to this hot chocolate place and I was in all my corporate wear because I'd started my first job as a lawyer at a law firm, they treated me differently. And it wasn't a bad thing, it wasn't a good thing, but the chick served me and she called me ma'am. And I was like, what the hell? Like a couple of months ago, I was just like a 21-year-old student here and she served me like a normal person. And now I'm here in these clothes that might look a little bit fancy. And this girl feels like she needs to treat me differently because of it. And I hated it. Like I just, I was like, holy shit, I don't ever want anyone especially this girl who's probably the same age as me to feel like she has to speak differently to me or treat me differently because of how I look or what I do for a job. Like I really realized that people would see me in corporate wear and expect me to behave a certain type of way or treat them in a certain type of way. So I went out of my way to make sure I didn't do that, like did the opposite and tried to show up to people the way that I always had before with respect and kindness and especially customer service people because I have been there and customer service is such a shit job and you have to put up with massive assholes so I've always overcompensated and I'm always very friendly to customer service people because I know the other people that they have to deal with on the daily but that's just because that's who I am as a person that's got nothing to do with my job or anything else that's just who I am that's just how I like to show up to people I just don't like I don't get off on being an asshole to people some people do and whatever that's their prerogative (laughs) it's not mine and I also try to go out of my way to make sure that people see me first as a person rather than knowing what I do for a job or coming to me with all of their preconceived ideas and stereotypes about what you know what lawyers or people who have formal educations or people who speak a certain type of way or understand how to read shit that normal people don't understand. Actually, I'm just a person. And what I do is something that anyone could do. It's not a big deal. I worked hard for it. I'm proud of that. 
but that doesn't mean nobody else can either. In fact, everybody else can if that's what they want to do. And let me look back actually to failure really quickly. If someone fails at something in university or someone drops out of a degree or a paper, there's nothing wrong with that. Let me make it clear, there is nothing wrong with it. But if that happens, it's because someone's heart isn't in it. It's not because they're not smart enough. It's not even because they didn't understand something. And I mean, sure, you might not have understood something, but that's not the reason that you drop out of a paper or drop out of a degree. Because if you're focused and you're determined to complete it, you will figure out how to understand it. You'll go out, you'll learn it, you'll repeat it, you'll keep going over it until you know it off the back of your hand. And you'll work harder than anyone else that you know so that you do understand it. Like that's what you would do if you were really focused and really determined to get it done. So if someone drops out of a paper or a degree, it's because their heart's not in it. And that's okay. I advocate for dropping out of something or quitting something if it's not for you, if it doesn't align with who you are, with what you want to do right now, if it's not something that you can put all of your focus and determination and energy into, I am all for dropping out. Because particularly with university, it's expensive. It is no joke. As someone who is paying off a student loan, I am counting down the days until it's gone. And I've got a couple more years left, so I will keep counting. And that's about all I've got for you. I am sorry. I really told myself that was not going to be specific to law school and being a lawyer, but it really was. So if you listen to that, and if you have no interest in any of that, thank you for staying. (laughs) But I'm assuming the only ones left now are the ones who are interested. So I hope that gave you some motivation or some incentive to give it a go. And if somehow you've actually made it through this and you're not looking at law school or even looking at university, then I do hope that you've taken the really strong message that I'm trying to hammer home in this episode. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. You don't need to be smart enough to do anything. You just need to be focused and determined no matter what it is. It doesn't have to be studying, just whatever it is that you want to do. You don't need to be smart enough to do it. You've just got to be willing to do whatever it takes to achieve it. On that note, I will love you and leave you. Please do something extra special for yourself today because you deserve it. I'm quite excited about what's to come in next week's episode. Hopefully, if I can get onto that, I am about to start my new job tomorrow. So we'll see how we go. But regardless, I promise there will be an episode for you next week on Tuesday, 5am as always. 